Rabbi Saya, good morning. Guten Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kaidish Parshas Matas Masay Tovshin Pe Gimel. Ah. And it's Erev Shabbos Kaidish Shabbos Mavorchim Abo Leinu Latoiva. The Shabbos where we're going to bench the new month, the month which is called Menachemov. Uh, a month which has within it so much of the Tsaras and the Tsaras that happened to Klai of the Churbanas of the Shnei Mikdashim. And at the same time, we give it a title of Menachemov because we have a true Amunah that if we're Mis'abal Yerushalayim, we'll be Zaycha Mitzvah to see the Nechama. And hopefully this should be the last time and maybe before we're Zaycha, we won't even have to go through it. We won't have to sit on the floor in Tish above and uh, we'll be able to turn it into a big yontif. Hopefully it'll come soon. This week is also the yard site of uh, one of the great gedolim that we had in our generation, Rav Yosef Shalom al-Yashiv, Levracha. It's going to be his 11th yard site. And as I was pondering, thinking about the fact that it's already 11 years since Marin Zatzal passed away, and... Uh, Many, many people will go to the Kever, especially our Talmud of Binyamin, Kirshner, Shalita, who's so close to the family and was so close to Rafa Yashiv, that's all. So we want to glean from the Parsha and we want to glean from the time period that we're in um, and try to get Chizik, as we always are popular, as we always popularly say. So we'll try to jump into the Parsha. I just want to mention something that. You know, so we're holding right now by the almost the time where you know we already started the three weeks, but as we get closer to Rosh Chodesh, we'll have more severe halachas where we don't shower, where we where we don't eat meat, and we don't drink wine during the week. And uh, again, every person asks their local Orthodox rabbi about what the halachas are about showering, especially in the heat wave that we're in. Some people more makel but that you have to ask your local Orthodox rabbi. But uh, we know that they're, you know, the Achenu Hasvardim, so they, their minig is really, the three weeks is not really, doesn't play such a role. Everything really starts on the the nine days, and especially the Shavu Zechalbay. I remarked yesterday, there was a bacher in the yeshiva, was a Svardic bacher, and I saw that he had, he had, a, he had taken a haircut, and, a, and he shaved off his, you know, his beard that he had, and I remarked him, knowing that he keeps all the halachas, he keeps the halachas like the svardim. So it's great, you know, you're, you could take a haircut earlier. You know, you can take a haircut even now. As Ashkenazim, we can't do it. And I remarked him, it's because us Ashkenazim, we're not as closely connected to the real feeling of what the Churban Abayas is. But, but the Achenu Asfardim, they're more Makari. And they, uh, they already, they, they don't have to have three weeks. They could just get it in nine days. So he, he quipped back to me, he says, no, Rabbi, it's a simpler reason. Simpler reason is because Achena Asvardim, and by us, our, our beards grow very, very quickly. And if we'd have to wait until after Tisha B'Av, the beard would be like so full, the hair would be so full. So therefore, they allow us to take it. That was a little tongue-in-cheek. They allow us to take haircuts. But uh, no question about it. That uh, the time period that we're in here in Eretz Yisrael, it's we've turned into a tremendous heat wave. On this Shabbos, we're going to have a lot of guests. Baruch Hashem, we're to have guests, 
and um, but we've telling telling everybody that you should make sure to drink. It's in the mid nineties, and I heard that in the United States there were tremendous floods and and rainstorms and thunderstorms to the degree that even the Palisades Parkway was closed for many many hours, and there were a lot of rescues that took place in the Muncie district. And throughout the world, they say that in Europe, there's a tremendous heat wave. So we could just say, okay, you know, it's either you believe in uh, in the uh, ecology and that things have changed, or you don't believe in it, just that it just happened to be a heat wave, and it just happened to be it's raining. Or for a thinking person, like we really truly believe, this really reminds us that there's the two kaychas of Eish, Umayim, the base of Mignesh was destroyed with Eish, and... The Mayim floods, these are things which remind us that there's Midas Adin in the world. And it's incumbent upon us to think about, to contemplate it, and to recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as we usually say, is speaking to us in a very, very loud voice. So what can we take a little bit uh, from the Parshish and uh, from the events? Before I speak about that, I just want to mention that there were two very, very Chashva Yidin, when I say Chashva Yidin, Really doesn't really give the true accolades to these people who are two great people passed away this week who I was close with. One of them was an older person, we call an older person, it was in his late 80s, Rav Sholem Gold Zatzal, who was a personal friend of ours, who was a, a Talmud of Yeshivas Ner Yisrael in his beginning stage. Before that, he was in Taravadas, and he eventually came and he learned in Panovich in the, early, in the 50s. And he became a great, great person. As a young person, he went and he found that he was the, sent by the Rashiv of Baltimore to, to start the, the branch of Ner Yisrael in Toronto. He's a young man at 24 years old. And he was able to begin this tremendous, tremendous uh, force of Torah in Canada where it wasn't used to having, you know, yeshiva learning. And many, many survivors, their children, they wanted, they wanted to send their children to college. And he started to create the dynamics of having a base medrash and having a high school in a base medrash where people would sit and learn Torah and become Talmidah Chachamim. And he should get a lot of credit for that. And then he became a very prominent Rav as the, young, the Rav of the Young Israel of West Hempstead where he helped to develop that community. And then in the midst of being the Rav of this fantastic community and building the first Erev, he always used to speak because he was a passionate Zionist. When I say a Zionist, a true Zionist, who didn't just speak, but his actions spoke louder than his words, and he picked himself up with his family. They made Aliyah, and they moved to Harnov, and he took his family away from a very, very, you know, wonderful Parnassah and a wonderful prominent position, and he began again to build, and he built a shul, and he built an education for adults of Shi'urim, and he created and he affected many people's lives. And Rav Shalom was a, was, a, was, a, was a maverick. He had a tremendous personality and a tremendous speaker. And um, all I can say is he made an effect not only upon his world and his community and his family, but Tehei Zichra Baruch, his memory should be for blessing. I heard in the, one of the spadim that one of the, the son-in-law said that Rav Gold's father was a, a chazan on Yom Narayim and Tarvidas. And he was a very, very poor person. And he couldn't afford to pay tuition 
for his three sons that went to Yeshiva's Torvidas, and whoever was involved with Torvidas, they allowed the children to be there, even though the father wasn't able to pay the tuitions in those days. It was a very, very difficult life. And the day after he would daven for the Omid, he would get a certain amount of money that they would pay him for being the, for being the, the, the chazan. And he would go with his sons. He would dress up in his big day Shabbos. He would go to the offices of Torah Vedas. And he would pay all of the money that he got from the chazanas that they paid him. He would pay for the tuition of his children because he had a karzat taif. Rabbi said, that's a great lesson, really in understanding. You know, a lot of times, especially today, the tuitions are very expensive in the United States. So sometimes people don't realize what kind of a serious nefesh it was in the previous years. Every generation has its tremendous amount of serious nefesh, but we should, that's a great mice, which really depicts a lot about the serious nefesh of his father, and that, I think, reflected upon Rip Sholem's great avoida in this world as well. Another great year that passed away was a person who was unfortunately a lot younger than him, Rebbe Chanan Shvimer, the son of our very, very close and dear, dear friend, Rebbe Mordechai Shvimer, Zatzal, who was a, one of the great, great Mechanchim, and later in his years he taught in America Zatayra. He was born in Chicago, Illinois, and he built up a family, and he came t- to learn in Baltimore, near Yisrael, and then he made Aliyah also at a very early stage. And Rabbi Khanan, his son, was his oldest son, his Bukhar, uh, was born in the United States, but he ended up coming at a very young age, maybe a, a year or two years old, Eretz Yisrael. And he lived in Kol and he got the Chinuch of Eretz Yisrael. He ended up going to the Hebron Yeshiva, and he became one of the premier Talmidim. And eventually, he came to the Mir, and I remember him from the Mir. And he became a Rosh Yeshiva and a Talmud Chacham. His, his father-in-law is, is Rav Mendel Farber, one of the big Talmidim of Rav Hutner Zatzal. His brother-in-law is the Rashiva of Hever and Rav, Rav David Koyin. He was a Talmud Muvak of Rav Moshe Shapiro, Zechot Tzadok Levrocha. And unfortunately, he contracted cancer at a young age, and he fought the battle for close to, I think, nine years. And he didn't complain and never complained. And it was very difficult, but he continued his avoida. Just one maise to say that when he came out of one of the times he was in the hospital and they told him that the cancer had returned, even though he had had a lot of treatment. So he stopped. The children thought that he was you know, weak and he was really despondent. And no, what did he do? He wanted to stop and he said, I want to say Mizmah Lasoida to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he said, I want to say Mizmah Lasoida before we call Mami and we tell her the unfortunate news. And uh, he used to say over that Rav Moshe Shapira told him when he asked him what it should be mechazikim, he said it should be mechazikim in the of Maidim anachnulach, in thanking a Kaddish Baruch So again, these are very high madregas. His levaya was a, a, a very, very heartfelt and, and painful um, levaya because he was a young person, but he affected so many people in life, in, in, in their lives and in his life. And again, I'd like to say, Yehi Zichra Baruch. So, now we want to jump into the parashiyas, and the parashiyas at the end of Sefer Bamidbar, Sefer, parashiyas of Matas, Matzei, where we're all caught up to each other. And um, so we want to speak about two, two in Yonah. First, we want to focus on parashiyas Matas and speak about the power of speech, the power of Dibur. And then we want to speak about next week's parashiyas, the, 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 the next parashiyas, the parashiyas of the Masos, 
There's so many things in between, but let's try to jump into it and get a little bit of a, of a feeling of what we can glean Divrei Chizuk and Divrei Hashkofer from the parishes. So the parasha begins in Parshish Mate with the Indian of Moshe Rabbeinu tell, telling the Rashi Mateis the halachas of Zeh Hashem Ish Hashem. It speaks about the parasha of the Dorim. And when a person makes a nether and accepts upon himself that he's not going to eat something, he should not change his words. Everything that came out of his mouth, this is something which he has to continue. And I saw that the Chidah brings down in the Nachal Kedumim that the Torah is teaching us a very simple lesson. We want to expand, expound upon this lesson. And these are his words. The intent is... Everything that man speaks, he has an effect upon the higher levels, the higher worlds, either for good or not for good. If he'll speak Divrei Torah and Divrei Kedusha, then it creates an effect of Ruchnius and Kedusha. Im Chastushalim, a person will speak Dvarim Asurim, like Lashon Hara, Stam in Yonah the Alma when he shouldn't be speaking this in Yonah, then Chasu Shalom who poyel the Sitra Acher Chasu Shalom, then he's also affecting in the Sitra Acher. Like that's the Pshat and the Pasik, Kichol Hayyotzimi Piviyase. Everything that comes out of your mouth, that will happen, either for good or not for good. And this is, gives us a, a beginning of understanding of the power of the Jewish word what we can do with our, with our mouths, how much of a good an effect we can have, or we could not have a good effect. I remember once, just a story happened to me, uh, and, uh, you know, the, I was in America, I had to renew my license, I was in Maryland, I went to the local, to the local uh, department of, uh, of, of uh, motor vehicles, and I had to stay in line, wait, and unfortunately it was in a neighborhood where uh, the people were very, very uh, black African-Americans, and most of them, and even the ones that weren't, weren't black African-Americans. I remember I was coming from Eretz Yisrael. I had not been into this type of environment in a long time, and I was standing in a line. It was a long line, and, and I had a little pocket chumash or pocket mishnayas I was learning, and I just, the words that were coming out of people's mouth, I couldn't believe it. You know, the, the foul language. And it was like every other word that just used a, a, a word which I, I would never say in my life. And I just couldn't get over it. This was like the normal language. And it just, was, it just shocked me. And it just gave me a better understanding of the, the environment that we live in, in our lives, that this is not something that is part of our lexicon and shouldn't be part of our lexicon. This is really the things that we can, and we can change the world with our Dvarm Shepikadusha. The the next parsha in Parsha's Matis is the parsha of 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 the going out to um, fight the battles against Midian. And over there it says that you should go and you should you should kill Midian, right? Because of what Midian did to you. And Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded to go out and to, to destroy Midian. And what did Moshe Rabbeinu do? He gathered together troops. And the Pasuk says, Elif Lamata, Elif Lamata. 
a thousand and a thousand, which really means there are two thousand. And my Rabbi Reb Chaim Shalevitz always used to bring down that there were one thousand that went out to battle and one thousand that went out to tefillah. The power of tefillah. They would not go out without having without having um, people who were davening in the, in the, in, in, like in the front lines. And uh, this is the kayach of the way a yid goes to war. The way we go to war is with the power of Taira, with the power of tefillah. And we said over that it should be Leila Nishmas, Rav Yashiv Zetzal. Rav Yashiv expounds on this even further. And he says that the, 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 the Chazal tell us in the Gemara and Sanhedrin, if it wouldn't be for David, then Yoyov couldn't go out to battle. Why? Because David would sit and be Isaac and Tur the entire time when Yoyov was in battle. And we know Moshe Rabbeinu, when Klai Yisrael was uh, fighting against Amalek, he was on top of the mountain and he was davening. The Gemara says in Makis, Rabbi Shuv Levi says, something which is negative, what's going on now, our, our, our feet were able to stand in Yushalayim, how were they able to stand in Yushalayim in the, in the, in the openings of Yushalayim? We could stand only in Muhammad because we were Aishik and Torah. When it says that they went out, listen to this, Rabbi Yashiv says, who are we talking about? We're talking about Pinchas was the, was the, was the, was the leader, was the Meshulach Muhammad. And they went out against them with uh, not only battle, uh, with, with, with war, um, uh, arms, but they had the Oren, they had the Tzitz, they had the Tzivoy of HaKadosh Baruch, they had the Klei Kodesh and the Chatzotzris. Wow! And everyone that went out to battle, went out to battle. So why did they need the Kaych of Tefillah? The answer is, after all of these different Kaychas, but the Satan is Merakid B'Shas and you need Zuchusim. What are the Zuchusim? The Zuchusim are the power of Dibur. Like we said before, we can make a nether. That's something that a guy can't do. We can what? We can change the world with our power of speech. So, Rav Yashiv Zokt, if we see at the Mechemes Midyan, we had, they, had, they had all of these powerful stuff, all these powerful things, but the Torah is the thing that really kept them safe. The Tefillahs is really what kept them safe. So today, we're Yisrael surrounded by enemies from with unfortunately on the outside and from in the inside inside the country we're surrounded how much more so do we need the kayach of those that sit and learn and dedicate themselves to Torah those that sit and daven in the base of Medrash and this is a message in the times that we're in what we see unfortunately Achenu Hatoyim the ones that are mistaken and if you follow the news you know a little what's going on there's a tremendous amount of sinner against the B'nai Torah, a tremendous amount of sinner against people that are sitting and learning, and it's just out of ignorance. They don't understand what the truth is. The truth is, without the power of tefillah and Torah, then the army would not have any successes. And if we recognize that every generation we're getting less and less from the, the power of the G'dolim that we had, and we need all of the of the B'nai Torah in Eretz Yisrael and in Chutzlarts to continue to daven and to continue to learn. 
And this is really what we should be davening. I saw that my brothers had asked me, which tefillah should you have, kavana, when you're davening these days, when you see all of the different demonstrations that are taking place. So I sent out today that I remembered that Rav Gershon said before he was nifter in the tefillah shmanes, we shiva shevtenu kavar yishayinah, the yohatzenu kavar tefillah, that we should return the shayiftin the way it was originally. There we should daven for achenu hatayim. We should daven there for our brothers, because they are our brothers, <coughs> that they should be able to get the Chachma and the Bina and should be able to be to see that we're all in it together. We're all in this boat together and we all need each other. Yes, it's very hard for them to understand it because they did not have a Chinuch, but that's what we should be davening for. We should be davening, they should return back. Second part we want to speak about is after we understand this power of the power of speech and the power of Torah and what it can do to elevate us and it can help us in our defense of ourselves in the country, we get to the parish of the Masos. The parish of the Masos is the re- repetition of all of the different travels that Claudius Yisrael did. And we've said this previously that uh, this is really a reflection every single person has to know. We're all travelers. We're going from place to place. And we have different tachanos. Vayisu, vayachanu, vayisu, vayachanu. And there are 42 uh, times that the Torah tells us that they traveled. And the Mepharshim, they bring down that this is connected the Ari Miklat, the 42 Ari Miklat. And I heard from my friend, Rabbi Goodman, last year, or maybe two years ago, where he mentioned a little remez that really, there's, besides the 42 Ari Miklat, there's really another six Ari Miklat, three in Eivra Yarden and three that were set up here in Eretz Yisrael before the 42 that were placed. And what were the Ari Miklat? The Ari Miklat were the Ari Levim. That's where the Levim lived. And this is the concept of the 42 Masos. What's the Pshat? So they bring down that uh, in the parish of Haftas Hashem Elekecha, you have 42 letters. 42, excuse me, 42 words. So the parsha of Kriyashma has the parsha of 42. That's the Ari Miklat. And the six words of Shema Yisrael Hashem Elkeinu Hashem Echad, that combines to the 48 Ari Miklat. What's the Ari Miklat? The Ari Miklat is an area where we're makabal and asaf all malchus And this is a message that Klai Yisrael is telling us when we're talking about going through our masos, the first message is to recognize be makabal in yourself, the old Malchus Shemayim. To have a place that you're set, a place that you're in an, a, a city of refuge. The city of refuge is Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. In the Svar Magdashim, they bring down things and some things which are beyond my pay grade, but we'll just mention it, that it's connected the mem, the shame Membez, the name Membez, which, name Membez is a very, very high level. It represents the concept of Halah, of going up to his brought down of the Hasidish Swarm when one is going up to a higher level. That's why we say it this man Lamita. We say it because we're going up to a higher level. And it's Kailo, the thirty two Nasivas Hachachma, the thirty two pathways of wisdom, and the Esospheris, again beyond our pay grade, but we just want to mention as a Maimra Muskar. And this is the Membes, the thirty two and the ten and this is the Masos, every single person amongst us, the Pshat is for a person to be mal himself, for a person to go up higher and higher. Um, 
in the in the parish of the Masos, it says that one of the Masos was the the Masa of Aaron Akayin and his death. And we said I said over yesterday in the Shmuz something we might have mentioned previously. But we'll say it again. That um, so it says Vayisu Vayisu Vayachnu Vayisu, and then it says Vayisu Mikodesh Vayachnu Bahorahor. They camped in the mountain of mountains, and Aaron Akayin goes up to Harahar, and there he dies on the fortieth year of the of the of the being in the midbar. And when did he die? Bachadish Achamishu Bechadish. He dies on the fifth month, on the first uh, first day of the month. And he was then 123 years old, three years older than Moshe Rabbeinu. So first we said that why is the, the yard set of Aaron HaKoyim the only yard set that's mentioned in the Torah? No other yard set is mentioned. And where does he die? He dies in the mountain of mountains, Horahar. Today they say that they know where it is, Har Navo. They say they know exactly where it is. Some pe- people used to go there. People maybe still go there. But we said, Apidar Chadrush, that first of all, the first thing it's teaching us that Menachem of, you want to know how to get the Menachem of. The Torah is telling us all of the Churbanists by Yisrishim, by Yisheni, and all the difficulties, the Tikkun for them is Aaron HaKoyin. Aaron HaKoyin was Oyev Shalom, Roydev Shalom, Oyev Asabir Only through caring about another person can we have the Binyan Beis English. And the Torah tells us this outright. That's when Aaron Akoyin dies. And where was he? He was Horahar. He is the dogma. He's the model of what a person can really strive for to be the highest level. He's the mountain of mountains. And this is a lesson for all of us. If we want to have tikkun, the tikkun is to be Horahar. And where do they go from Horahar? This I heard from my Rebbe of Chaim Mintz. It says, They camped in Tzalmaina. So Tzalmaina is a remez to Tzalom Elokim, that man was created by Tzalom Elokim. Where did Klai go after they saw Aaron HaKoyin? You know, Moshe Rabbeinu was mamish. He was misavid to have the death of, of Aaron HaKoyin. He was the true Tzalom Elokim. You want to know where you're supposed to go after you see a mountain? You're supposed to go... To Tzalmoina, create your own Selamelakim. And today, where we said before, some great Yidden passed away this week, and the yard site of great Yidden that were Nifter also this week, Rav Yashiv Zechot Tzadik Levracha, Rav Shalom Gold Zechot Tzadik Levracha, Rav Chanan Shvim Zechot Tzadik Levracha. So these are the messages that all of these Yidden gave. All of Yidden gave uh, the godless and Torah to recognize the Koyach Torah, the Koyach Peh. And the kayach of caring about another yid. I heard that Rebbe Hanan, he used to, there was a boy that he saw he needed a, a, a chizuk, and he, he, he went for a run with him. He ran with him. He was he, he, talking about Eretz Soldik, Eretz Shiva, but he knew the kayach. And he, there was a person, another boy, he would give him a Coca-Cola. Rebbe Shalom Gol was a gewaldik, a mechanich, and a gewaldik, a person cared about people. Rebbe Yashiv, that's all. We know what kind of a serious nefesh he had for Klai Yisrael. So this is the way we end Sefer Bamidbar <coughs> with the <coughs> the Kayach of the Nidarim, <coughs> with the Kayach of the, of the Masois, to recognize that with the power of the Peh, Kla Yisrael is different. Rav Schwab says that a guy can't make a nether. A guy has the power of speech. 
but they don't have the power to create a Dover Shepikadusha. And we have the power with our Nadarim and with our Diburim Toivim, we can create a, a different world. We can create, like the, like the Chido says, in the Oilomas Al Yainim, we create Dvarim Chashuvim, which can change the world. The Chafetz Chaim was asked, the Chafetz Chaim once asked, who is an Erlich Yid? So one of the Talmudim said, a person that davens three times a day. So the Chafetz Chaim said, nah, that every person is Mechoy to do. Another Talmud said, a person that makes brachas before Yitz and brachas after Yitz. The Chafetz Chaim said, nah, that person also. Tachiyuv. How could you know? He said, how could a person not make a bracha? Without making a bracha, your mom is, it's like, it's like you, you, know, you don't know how to be mafil, the, the, the computer. <coughs> the only way you can eat is only by making a bracha. That's the only way you can do it. A person truly understands that. To Chafetz Chaim says in Erdach HaYid, is a Yid, that daily is an Oivet Hashem. He does all of the mitzvahs daily for 70 years, for 80 years, however long HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives him the life. He's, he's an Oivet Hashem. Ben Adam Lamokim, Ben Adam Lachaveiroi. This is a message for all of us. As we enter into the Menachem of, as each one of us is going through our Masos, the Membeis, we should be Neidr and Neder. We should accept upon ourselves to use Diburim Toivim. And if we'll use Diburim Toivim through our Koyach of Tvila, our Koyach of Toira, our Koyach of giving a good word to another Yid, then this month will be Menachem of. Will be zeichet to a nechama. Will be zeichet mitzvah to the seeing of the binyan beis amignish meir yameinu. We should do it together with all of klai yisrael. To daven all members of klai yisrael, they should see hashiva shevtenu kavari shayna v'yatzenu kavat chila mitzvah We should be zeichet to a menucha and a nechama that all of us need. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful chaydish menachemav. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.